0: Where my hate is, I don't got them, I'm not famous, no It no matter what my name is, I don't got one, I'm not famous, no And I don't
1: hate it, no And welcome back, y'all. This is the Dynasty Duo Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, CJ Kraus, and as always, with me, my good friend, Tyler Carp. How we doing, Tyler?
0: I'm great. This has been a big, big day here on uh, Monday, May 24th as we're recording this. Lots of things going on today.
1: Yeah, we thought there was going to be like a slower show that we're going on. Then we had some big news drop happen earlier this morning. So I'm pretty excited to talk about this. So on the show today, we're going to be talking about the julio jones news the big stuff going on with that we're also gonna be looking at the rookies and what their schedules look like maybe when they're gonna start starting things like that with the rookie quarterbacks and then we got a bunch of mailbag questions that tyler was nice enough to post on twitter and thank you guys so much for sending us questions anything before we start tyler um no i just wanted to thank the people
0: for giving me those questions that was very nice of you whenever i I did have to yell at twitter for a minute so it's you know it did that you know, generally when I post things, I just appreciate all the engagement and all of the people who are kind enough to share my posts and help me uh, gather questions and content for the show and, and everything else that I do. Just thank you, everyone.
1: Well, thank you, everyone out there, and let's, let's hop in the news. So today, what an interesting day it's been as we're recording this on Monday the 24th. On live TV, Shannon Sharp called Julio Jones to see what's going on with everything, and he basically said he's not coming back. What is your opinion on all of this? Did you watch it? I haven't seen it yet, honestly. Okay. I, was at, I was at the gym when it happened, so I have not had a chance to watch it yet. I want to watch it, but like I got home from the gym, we jumped on the recording.
0: Okay, so, so basically... What happened was is Shannon and Skip were talking about a bunch of nonsense. They were just like, blah, 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 blah. And then Shannon gets to this point they're, they're talking about nonsense. And then Shannon starts with Shocking. like, why don't, yeah, exactly. And, and Shannon's like, well, why don't I call him? Why don't I call him and see if he really wants to go play for the Cowboys? And Skip was making some nonsense about who, how Julio is going to go to the Cowboys. So Shannon Shocking. calls him on the show and Julio picks up. Now, this is, so this is obviously a bit, right? Obviously, Julio kno- knew that this call was coming. Like, that's what I think. Julio knew that the call was coming. And then he said that he was going to leave the Falcons. He said he's not coming back. He's not coming back. But he also said in reference to going to Dallas, I'm not going to Dallas. I'm not, I'm not going to Dallas. I want to win. I'm not going to Dallas. <laughs> so I just take a little shot at the Cowboys there. But uh, yeah, no, he, he's not coming back to the, the Falcons. I think that Julio knew that this call was coming. And then the Falcons tweeted <laughs> that Julio made comments on his future on Undisputed, which is the Skip and Shannon show. And I'm like, what? They tweeted promoting that Julio said he was going to leave? This was obviously all orchestrated. They knew this was coming. Julio knew that Shannon was going to call him. He just... And then he says, like, the worst possible thing on the air. What a coincidence. How convenient. No, this is trying to drive up trade interests for Julio. That's, that's what's happening. Julio's going to be on a different team uh, very soon. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that, that this whole incident makes that very clear. I think there's no doubt at this point. I think now Dynasty managers should proceed as if Julio is not going to be there.
1: All right, before we get into think where Julio is going to go, kind of speculate those ideas, I want to talk about some of the players, the ancillary pieces around Julio that are going to get a bump up or down with his leaving. So let's talk first about Calvin Ridley.
0: I wouldn't say Calvin Ridley is really going to change much, right? I mean, could he get a few more targets? Sure. But he was great when Julio was on the field. I didn't have a problem with Calvin Ridley when Julio was on the field. He was wide receiver one, so... You know, you could say maybe he'll get a few more targets. I mean, he performed last season when Julio was on the field. He performed when Julio was not on the field. So, is it a slight boost to his ceiling? Maybe, but I'm I'm not really changing Calvin Ridley's value, actually, that much.
1: I already have him around the wide receiver seven, I believe, right now. So, it's pretty high up there compared to most him? players. I, so I really, seven. So, yeah, I, I don't really have anything more. else again. I can bump him up anymore into the next range of players, like maybe, but that's one spot at most, things like that. So I think he's gonna be moved up more. I think in startups, based on this, maybe a couple picks, maybe creep into that late second, says that early third. But this I'm maybe. talking superflex startups, that mostly with that. I'm
0: looking. I don't think I'd move him. I mean, I have Stefan Diggs at six, and I think I would keep
1: it that way. They're so close. I don't They're think I close move to those two. I think. I'd yeah. So, ahead, so, so the next one, the unicorn of tight ends, I want to talk about Kyle Pitts. Does Pitts get any kind of movement or traction to you if Julio leaves? I mean, yes, but he's already so high that
0: how much higher am I gonna move him? Right? Like you already have him, what, tight end four or tight end three? Tight end three. Okay, I was wondering if he was behind to have Waller by now. I didn't think, oh, he's actually significantly ahead of
1: Waller at this point. Yeah, again, it's one of those players that like the hype was already there. And we're all expecting Julio to take a dip with his age coming up, his injury. He's not—he never played a full season in a few years, or if he does play, he's always had something going on. So we're already expecting a lot of this to go more through Pitts and Redley. So I'm not too shocked that we don't have too much of a move on them as of right now. But Matt Ryan. Uh Oh, Uh, no. (laughs) Bye-bye. What happens to Ryan's, I think this is the one that like matters the most because he is up there in age. So he's not one of these young players that he had by any means. So he's past the hill where quarterbacks start to kind of Peter off with their ability and now losing one of the best weapons. Where does Matt Ryan fall to now for you? Oh, he'd
0: be dead in the water. He, I mean, I don't want him. Look, so, at, so look at, at the, splits. Look at the career splits. Look at the career splits of Matt Ryan with and without Julio. They're awful. Matt Ryan is a, Great quarterback with Julio, mediocre, mediocre in the games that Julio doesn't play. And now I'm supposed to think that at 36 years old, he's magically going to be better? I don't think so. So I'd be be out. I'd have no interest, none, and I'd want him off my team immediately. I would not want to start him. He would fall in redraft right now, to give you an idea, because I think that's... I'm not sure he'd actually move in Dynasty, because he's kind of in no man's land for me. But in redraft right now, I have him, I think, as quarterback... want to say 16 I'd have no interest yeah I have him at 16 without Julio he would become quarterback 23 I'd have no interest in Matt Ryan at all none in dynasty I mean he'll probably keep a starting job for the next couple of years so that's worth something in Superflex. I might I think I have him at quarterback 22 and but I don't know I He'd be compared to guys like right now. I have him above guys like Carson Wentz and Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold. If he loses Julio, it's a conversation between those guys.
1: Yeah, I was about, I was about to start listening to those players. I'll start listening to Carson Wentz, the Jared Goff. Those players. Who would you Jared rather have? Gough,
0: no, for me, I'm just okay. so out on Jared Goff. But you know, we're talking about. I mean, before the Julio news, I had Matt Ryan in a tier with Kirk Cousins and Mac Jones. That that conversation is over. He he would not be in that tier. He would be in the next tier down at this point. Now we're having a conversation between Wentz, Jones, and Darnold, and Ryan. And I think it would just be time to get out. It would be time to get out.
1: I, I Is, is it time to get out right now then, before yes. this all happens? Like try to yes. like today, be like, oh, it's just all hype, and then literally try to get what you can for him? It or was at least... time to get out like two months ago. Yeah, it was time to I get mean, out. If you have him on your roster today, you're going to start shopping around a I little would bit? Do that.
0: Yes, I, w- I would like to get out. I think now's the time. He's 36 years old. It's time, I think it's time to get out. I think it's time to move on. Take what you can get. And, and I, I don't see Matt Ryan. He doesn't. He has no mobility. His arm is is fine, but you really think Matt Ryan's going to play in his 40s? I certainly don't. I don't think he's that
1: kind of quarterback. So I think it's time to get out. I think it's time to move on. Any of the other pieces interest you as kind of some deeper guys, like the Russell Gage, the Frank Darby's? A Frank and- Darby, no. Uh, Russell Gage... Sure, I'm not
0: uninterested. Uh, I, he's pretty young. He he got a decent. He played decently with Julio out last year. So yeah, I would be interested.
1: Okay, just going here. So like, what would you pay for
0: uh, Russell Gage right nothing, now? Nothing. Nothing. I wouldn't pay for him. Would you? I don't, if, I don't if, buy if guys like that ever. You would be checking
1: your waiver wires from him just in case. I wouldn't be on
0: any waiver wires. So yeah. I would pick him up off waivers, but I'm not buying anyone like that. I don't buy players like that ever. No, I, I wouldn't buy him, but he might be a good toss in on a trade or, or something kind like of like the guys
1: we named last week on our under the radar show one of those guys that you can get as like just to close something or just as a throw in he's nice to have at the back end of your roster sure yeah sure so let's talk about the fun stuff where do we think julio is going tyler i know you have a lot of opinions on this one
0: uh where do i think julio is going i mean there's a lot of places he can go but i think that the most noise is around patriots I think the most noise is around the Patriots. He said he
1: wants to win, though. Like, I don't know if they're in position to win. He thinks that win. the
0: Patriots are winning. He, he Julio thinks that the Patriots are winning. I don't know why he thinks that. He he said he wanted to play with Cam Newton. That's what he said. He said that he thought that he wanted to reunite with Cam Newton for some reason. I have no idea why. But he thinks that that's going to be a good idea. So that, that's what he said.
1: So, okay, let's, let, let's play devil's advocate. Let's say he goes to the Patriots. What does that do to your level of Cam Newton, Mac Jones, Anything around there? Well, considering that Cam Newton's arm
0: is completely shot and that he hasn't shown an ability to deliver the ball anywhere on the field since the middle of 2018, I'd still be uninterested. I'd have no interest in Cam Newton whatsoever. That would be a great opportunity to sell Cam Newton. In terms of Mac Jones, I I would be interested. I would be interested if Mac Jones ever saw the field. Now he would have weapons. Mac Jones would have two. He'd have weapons. No, he'd have two good tight ends and a good receiver, a good top receiver. That would be enough, I think, for a rookie quarterback to succeed if he were actually good. Yeah, I wouldn't be interested in Mac Jones. I, it would make me more interested in Mac Jones, significantly, uh, than without Julio. Uh, Cam Newton, no interest at all.
1: Totally understand that. that. That's one of the weird things about the situation. Are you trying to acquire Mac Jones now? Or are you just uh, on the same not boat? Really. Uh, just, not really. Not than I
0: was before. I was already trying to acquire Mac
1: Jones. Not in the pre-hype. I know we were talking about some of the players that we were trying to acquire, just in case their situation gets better, like the Jerry Judys, the Cortland Suttons, if, if Rogers goes there. And now with these players potentially getting Julio Jones and the talk going that way, I'm just curious if that's something you were looking to do in your leagues. But it sounds like you're already trying to get those rookie QBs.
0: The other thing is there are places where Julio Jones could go, where he would displace current talent. If he went to the Patriots, nobody cares. Nobody cares about any of their wide receivers. It wouldn't, wouldn't change anything. But, you know, there are other destinations that have been in play that the 49ers have been discussed. The 49ers could make the room for Julio Jones very easily. If they just released Jimmy Garoppolo, they'd have plenty of cap space for Julio Jones. Now, what if a trey lance offense with a starting wide receiver trio of julio jones brandon iuk and debo samuel with george kittle at tight end and then you have trey sermon leading the way of a committee at running back now wouldn't that be something for a rookie quarterback how about that for weapons
1: and what more can you really ask for is all those weapons around? nothing
0: him. But what I'm saying is, wouldn't that severely decrease the value of Ayuk and Debo? Because it would for me, I mean, it would, those two, I mean, those two, the value would be severely hurt. Would they be severely hurt? Yes. Just,
1: I, I mean, depending on how many years you think
0: Julio still has, though, as well. I think Julio still one is enough to severely hurt their value.
1: Oh, I totally agree. I'm just saying, like, I okay. Even seen well, these let players me, well, let me let me explain why then.
0: Right now, I have Brandon Ayuk as for 2021. And you're probably not going to like this. For 2021, I only have Brendan Ayuk as my wide receiver 25. That's now. Where do you think I'd have Brendan Ayuk ranked with Julio on the team? 36-ish. Well, I can tell you I have Debo now. Yeah. I have Debo now for 2021 at wide receiver 41. So, yeah, I'd probably have Brendan Ayuk with Julio on the team at, like, wide receiver 40. And yeah, like, I was thinking that range for you. Yeah, but if, you if, if you have Brandon Ayuk ranked in redraft, as wide receiver 40, then his dynasty stock is shot. If he puts up a wide receiver 40 season next season, it doesn't matter how young he is. He's not going to hold a wide receiver 20 value in dynasty. That's just, that's just not going to happen. So, yeah, Brandon Ayuk's value would be severely hurt, and Debo Samuel's value would be torpedoed. I'd have – I mean, Debo Samuel would be lower than, you know, Tyler Boyd or, you know, guys like that. I mean – I'd be discussing. Do I want right now? I have Debo Samuel near like Tyler Lockett, but I'd be discussing. You know, do I want Debo Samuel or like Corey Davis or Jalen Rager? Like that's the discussion I'd be having with Debo Samuel. So yeah, it would severely hurt their value. I I think people people are underestimating how much Julio has left, and which is odd. I would say coming from me, the the ageist, but. Just because I don't want to roster Julio Jones in Dynasty doesn't mean that I don't think Julio Jones has a lot left in the tank. He does. And he would severely hurt anywhere he goes. He's going to severely hurt the weapons already there. He's going to become the one pretty much anywhere he goes.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's just how Julio is. He's going to be the one wherever he gets ended up. He's just one of those players that is elite. He's going to be elite. The only thing we worry about is his age and his ability to – how long is he gonna play for in our dynasty teams. So that's the biggest thing we have to worry about. I think keep an eye on this definitely throughout the rest of the offseason season. very important. The Titans are another
0: one. The Titans have been linked to Julio Jones almost, uh, like incessantly.
1: What do you think know. that would
0: do with AJ Brown? That would be interesting. Um because that's one of the few places where I don't think Julio Jones would be the one. I, I think AJ Brown is better. It now. AJ
1: Brown is better. I think he's better, but I think Julio still getting more targets. I think it would hurt A.J. Brown, but not as much. Uh, you a. know, A.J. Brown is one of those guys that would be one of those yak players, one of those play- That's what he's good at. That's one of his best players. A.J. Brown or Calvin Ridley? A.J.
0: Brown. A.J. Brown. And we're not fading Calvin Ridley because Julio Jones is I would, I'm not saying I would fade A.J. Brown. No, but just, what I'm saying is – I'm just saying, yeah. like, I can't define him as the one yet. Right. But but I think it would be, be a 1A, 1B situation. Think about it this way. We have Calvin Ridley as Dynasty Wide Receiver 7, who, by the way, is almost three years older than A.J. Brown. But we have Calvin Ridley as Dynasty wide receiver seven. So if Julio goes to Tennessee, how much, where are we going to have A.J. Brown? I probably would stick with him at Dynasty wide receiver two, like I have him now. I don't think I'd move him. As crazy as that sounds, I, I just, I don't, I think, put it this way. The value of DeAndre Hopkins did not change when Rondell Moore got there. Like DeAndre Hopkins, no matter who was there, right? You wouldn't change DeAndre Hopkins' value. You wouldn't panic, right? No matter who entered that team, you would stick with DeAndre Hopkins, right? You, you would. So that's how I see A.J. Brown. And no matter who goes there, I'm going to stick
1: with him. Oh, I 100% agree with really? that. I'm just saying that it's just, it's weird. Is this more like a redraft talk, I guess, on this one? No, no not really. More important. On that one, I think they're both going to be very good. This might turn into more of A.J. Brown looking more like a value because people might worry about his target share, but he's done so much with a lower target share. He than has a lot of players around him, so that's something to keep in back of our minds if less. that does happen.
0: Yeah, no, it's it, that would be very interesting, and I think that would be a good time to buy AJ Brown because I, I'll be I'll I be would be trying not to buy Brown be, so fast. I would not be fading him. I AJ Brown to me at this point is already a top five wide receiver in the league. And it, he has. I think by the end of 2021, we could be discussing AJ Brown is the best wide receiver in the league.
1: That would definitely bump up and then and Tennessee will be the biggest bump that happens. You don't fade the best wide
0: receiver in the league just because good another good wide receiver came there. Hey, you don't do that. That that's very bad. No. So, you know, it. That's kind of how I see it. That's why I wouldn't fade AJ Brown if Julio
1: went to Tennessee. All right, we've got all this speculation going. Worth We're it, all though. excited. We definitely want to keep an eye on this. And these are some players you should be considering and keeping an eye on. That's one of the biggest things about this offseason. You have to keep an eye on all these players when news starts popping up. But we got to start talking about the schedule. We talk about these rookies, when they're going to see see their starting role happen and what we think the ones that have the starting role are going to do in those first weeks especially. So let's, uh, let's analyze the schedule a little bit. Strategery. All right, so let's just start right at the top with the number one overall pick let's talk about trevor lawrence there's no competition there he was taking uh, number one overall he's going to be the starter what do you think his 2020 outlook looks like where do you have a redraft right? that's what i meant yeah 2021 yeah. what do you think his 2021 outlook looks like i think it looks pretty good <laughs> i mean
0: look, look at the i mean he starts his career his first game is against houston don't you want to start against Houston? You don't want to start your career playing against the worst team in the NFL, the worst, the worst in every way that he starts against Houston. That's what I want to see. I guarantee you. Watch what happens. We're this, You know Dynasty Twitter. You, you know how they are. You know how they overreact. Watch. He puts up 400 yards and four touchdowns in week one against Houston. He's the quarterback one overall. The quarterback one overall. That, Patrick Mahomes, his, his week one wasn't as good. We don't remember him. Seriously, like that's what I think is going to happen. I think he's going to start off with a great game against Houston, and that's all we're going to need to see, right? And then people are going to be all in, and they're never
1: going to forget it. Seriously, that that's so I mean awesome. we we've been all in for a long time now. We are the two that have been pounding the table to put him over Herbert Pretty this much, whole yeah. offseason, and everyone's been like fighting me on it. Like, no, he's better than Herbert. I don't understand Nobody what ever like, fights me. Nobody ever fights me. Oh, I'm like, like, I have to I literally have really this conversation all the time, and I'm like, no, like I love uh, Herbert. No one ever fights me anymore. And I'm like, he's just a it. better player, he's got better draft capital, he was a better prospect. And we're gonna see again, Houston's a great starting to start there. Where do you think he's going to finish, though? That's going to be important as well to understand. I can what tell you where I have him ranked. I can where you tell you have him ranked where I've been right
0: ranked. now? I have him ranked for the 2021 season as quarterback 13. Okay. That's
1: a realistic number. That's it's really good. Yeah, it's higher I than I had Joe Burrow ranked last we year. We are going to have some – I think his range is 11 to 18, somewhere in there, so I'd probably keep him – No, uh, I disagree. Okay, I think his think? range is one to, like – You think he could be quarterback one? Yes, I do. Wow. That is – the boldest statement
0: i don't think it's that bold i, I really don't I, people say oh it's bold right it's it's bold let's, let's look at that let's look at that this alleged boldness for a second right he we know he's gonna start all the games we know that he runs the ball people say oh Trevor lawrence is, is not a runner uh, actually that's not true go back and look at his college tape his college stats he ran the ball plenty he he delivers a lot as a runner he's huge he also is pretty quick great outside the pocket and he had a couple big highlight runs at Clemson so he can deliver that rushing upside that we want you know kind of similar to you know he's not Josh Allen he's not that kind of size but you know he can maybe he can deliver more rushing upside in the pros than we think sometimes it doesn't you know he showed the ability to do it in college
1: i mean i could see i could see him being like a Dak prescott kind of runner that like he has the ability to but it's news all the time where like a ryan Tannehill sneaky yeah well ryan Tannehill is a very different kind of quarterback but i'm I'm just saying look with that with that ability they they can run and they have all these like couple runs every year that kind of pop up but they're they are pocket passers first and foremost and trevor lawrence is better than them better Um, is an understatement so, um, and better, we're talking about great. Quarterback. We're talking about good quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, but the fact, the idea that Trevor Lawrence is a better pocket passer than Ryan Tannehill is a massive understatement. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill was a converted wide receiver. <laughs> like, this is not. These are not comparable players. But, but what I'm saying is that Trevor Lawrence has the ability to run the ball, so he has that ceiling. And then on top of that, he has the ability to throw the ball. He has the ability to throw the ball. He has good weapons. He's good weapons. He has Lewis Guschenal. He has DJ Chark. Marvin Jones is an underrated veteran that I actually think is going to contribute, maybe not for fantasy, but he'll contribute for the Jaguars. And then is Travis Etienne to go with that. Now, we saw what they, those two did at Clemson, what they delivered together. You know, he could add an additional five or six receiving touchdowns. Those points count for Trevor Lawrence. And then, you know what, the biggest thing why I think this is pretty likely? Not likely, but it's possible. It's, it's not how good is Jacksonville's numbers. defense? How good is Jacksonville's defense? How good is the defense? How not good? very. What, what would you rank it of, of the teams in the NFL? You know where I would rank it? I would rank it 31st. Only was, above I was, Houston. I was thinking like in the low, low 20s, like 28. No, it, it's league. awful. It's, the, it's like the worst. Deep, we, how many how much did you pick on Jacksonville last year? When if you were playing DFS, you were playing streaming, good streaming, you picked on Jacksonville every single week. I picked on Atlanta every, more, but you pick on Atlanta. But what did you do? What did they do to address the defense? What did they do to make it better? Nothing. They did nothing to address it. So the defense is going to be horrible once again, which is going to leave Jacksonville in shootouts all year, allowing Trevor Lawrence to consistently throw the ball, kind of like what Justin Herbert did last year because the Chargers were always behind. And, yeah, I think that one is his ceiling. It's possible. But, of course, you know, there's only, there's only one quarterback one. So the odds that anyone is there is low, but he has as high of a ceiling as anybody.
1: We can praise Trevor Lawrence for a whole show. If we really wanted to, we but I'm, I'm going to move along a little bit because there's not much more to say on this. Move along. Let's go to Zach Wilson. Again, back. another quarterback that has no competition taking number two overall. He's going to start every game this season in a very different situation. Mm-hmm. What do you see Zach Wilson's schedule looking like, especially early on? I mean, he starts against the Panthers, but the Panthers defense (laughs) has improved. It's a road game.
0: I I think that's going to be a a loss. (laughs) Uh, And then the the Patriots, (laughs) not good. (laughs) I'm not excited for the Patriots. Then at the Broncos, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know about at the Broncos. So. Yeah, not as excited. And, and then the Titans, who are kind of middle of the road. Then they, he does get the Falcons, but then at the Patriots.
1: This yeah. could be a confidence boost, a confidence killer, I mean, for this early season for him. Yeah, he also has games at the Colts
0: against his, you know, obviously two games against the Bills. Uh, he plays the, the Buccaneers and the Saints. So you don't sound excited at all for Zach no, Wilson. No, I'm not excited at all. Not, not, for, not for 2021. I, I, I think that the Jets are a year away. I, 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 think, mean, they, that, I think they know they're a year away too. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't really think that anyone is expecting to be able to use Zach Wilson in fantasy in 2021. I think if they are, they'll be pleasantly surprised. And I think he'd be a streamer. But I don't think people are really expecting him to be a fantasy quarterback, maybe in Superflex if you have no choice. But even in Superflex, I feel like most people would have two better options for this year. I like Zach Wilson long-term a lot, but I don't – he just doesn't – he does run. I mean, he had, what was it, eight to ten rushing touchdowns, I think, in uh, his final year of college, so he can run the ball. But I, I just don't think that people are expecting him to be much of a
1: fantasy factor this year. I mean, I'm in a complete agreement. I think that offense is still lacking. They're still missing a wide receiver one. They've got a bunch of twos on their team. No matter how good of a thrower Zach Wilson is, he's got a very tough schedule for a rookie, especially for a rookie with all that going on. So as much as I like Wilson long-term, I would love to have two better options on my fantasy team for Dynasty and have him be one of those guys that I can rely on on bye weeks, hopefully. But you never
0: know i mean he could hit but i think that the one thing i do like about him is i think he's going to be aggressive i think he's going to be aggressive like i think it's the kind of thing where he could have a worse actual season than tua had last year but he could put up better fantasy numbers which means we more what i'm saying is more interceptions more interceptions, more fumbles, more sacks, but he puts up the numbers we care about, which are touchdowns and yards.
1: I mean, we've learned with a guy like Jameis Winston that interceptions that might actually boost up your score to an extent as you grow more. So that might actually help him. And for our purposes, and one bad year isn't going to kill him on that team, obviously, because taking number two overall, you're not going to, you know, give up on him after one touchdown. No, year not at all.
0: all. And, and I think that he could flash a little bit, even if it's not a little bit slappy, even if it's a little slappy. He could, he could flash, and, and people could be excited
1: about that. And that's what you have to hope for this year. Is this little flashes coming on, but again, this is why probably he was going in that middle of the first round in our rookie drafts than the earlier picks in a lot of them.
0: But, but so. hey, the, the Panthers are not like the worst matchup ever. It is a road game to start, but hey, if he comes out and is good in that game, I, I think people will start to
1: Maybe buy in a little. I mean, I'm pretty bought in already. I, I like him a good like a good amount. So I'm not well, most people don't like him. most people don't like him. They, I don't they, know how you can I don't know how you dislike him for what especially what he's costing right now and for what his ability could be. Lock. That that's
0: why. They they didn't like him before, so it doesn't matter what happened. It doesn't matter. They don't care. It, it doesn't matter. They just you know it, this is the same thing that happened with Justin Herbert last year. <laughs> Herbert was way more of an overreaction though. No, but I was like, you don't like him. I made this mistake, too. Like, I'm just as guilty. But, like, this is why I learned from this last time. It's like, I don't. I didn't like him. He, he didn't do what I wanted. So I don't I don't want to draft him, even though he was drafted sixth overall. And then, you know, same thing with Daniel Jones. He was just like, well, he sucks, so I, I won't draft him. And I'm like... Well, that one might be true, but... Well, oh, but he still yeah. delivered some fantasy numbers in the NFL, far more than what those people expected. They expected nothing. So, like... I'm just saying that people get locked in on takes pre-draft and that's why I say that sometimes you actually hurt yourself by listening to the draft analysts. Like those people are they're not quite doing the same thing that I am. I'm doing a little bit of a different activity. Like they're trying to evaluate the talent in the draft. I'm trying to help you get more value on their dynasty team. We're not quite doing the same thing. They're related, they're similar, but they're not the same. And I had a conversation on Twitter about this today. They're two slightly different activities. And I want people to remember that, that when I'm giving advice, I'm not giving draft prospect advice. I'm trying to help you build value on your dynasty team. I'm not trying to hit a prospect. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not gonna come back and say, oh, I was the first one to hit on this prospect. I was right, blah, blah, blah. If I'm wrong, you'll hear about it a lot. But if I'm right, you'll never hear about it. So. You're not going to hear about me like going and bragging that I got the prospect right. I'm just trying to help you build value on your team and drafting, you know, putting a quarterback who's drafted second overall is good value on your team, especially if people don't like him. So, so that's what I'm saying. The draft people are just doing a slightly different, they're ordering talent in a way that's great that they're doing that, but that's not really as helpful for your dynasty roster as what I'm trying to tell you to do. It's just a slightly different activity.
1: A lot of what we're saying is that you should buy these dips on players that are going to have this role for a long time and have the upside still. As much as you might not like him as much as other players, he still has the draft capital. Going to be the starter right away. And he could still flash going on into the season. We could be wrong about Corey Davis could be breaking out more than we thought. There's a chance this happens. Anything's possible. So we saw him somehow flash last year as well. So moving on to the next guy, though, 49ers, Trey Lance. This is the first time where we don't know and we don't think he's going to be the starter week one. But something I do want to talk about and bring up is they have their bye week as one of the earlier ones in week six. What's going to happen with Lance and Jimmy G, you think, Tyler?
0: Well, I think that this one is pretty easy. Either Jimmy G's not... We're going to know this before the season starts. If Jimmy G's on the roster, he's going to start week one or he's not going to be there. Those are the two options. What's not an option is that Jimmy G is on the roster, but Trey Lance starts week one. That's not going to happen. So they'll either do if they traded for Julio and cut and cut Jimmy G, like I said earlier, then we would know when Trey Lance was starting. But uh yeah, no, there's almost no chance I think Trey Lance wins the job over Jimmy G if Jimmy G is still on the team. Uh as for when I think they would make the move, I don't think that they have to. I think that if like if Jimmy G starts 6-0, they're not taking him out like that that's the thing it's a danger if they like i don't like jimmy g i think he's gonna fail what, what's think. the record
1: you think that they sit him after the bye week like is it uh, is it two three and, three? and three or
0: worse i think it's four and two or better they, they stick with jimmy g but they have bye week
1: six though so we're talking about oh, okay games. so then i don't know if the bye week is that is that important I just I'm bringing it up with the bye weeks just because that's been like historically when a lot of times these rookie quarterbacks come in, but they have the earliest bye week. Yeah. So it's, the, that, the that's, that's actually a detriment almost.
0: After the bye week, I mean, your first game after the bye week is against the Colts, and then at the Bears. So not exactly a, where you want to throw your rookie quarterback. Yeah, that's into. What, yeah.
1: So I, I don't know. Um, so so I if you had they're... put money on it, what we I think we talked about it before. He we said week eight. Was we were saying.
0: That's what I said, and I would stick with that.
1: That's when you think Trey Lansing is going to get his opportunity?
0: Yeah, I would stick with that. I would stick with after that run against the Colts and the Bears. The next game is against the
1: Cardinals. I think that might be an opportunity. That is a much better first game for a rookie quarterback than the Bears, in my opinion. Even like, though the Cardinals are sneaky, decent at defense, but they're, they're a lot worse than I think the Bears, what the Bears will bring to them. But like I said, if Jimmy G is 6-0, he's not going to bench. Oh, by no means. No, they're, they're still trying to win. They're a team that still they're has a to win. I, I don't know. I, they're two years removed from the Super Bowl.
0: I do think that what they, they want to do what the Chiefs did in 2017, which is play Jimmy G the whole year like the Chiefs played Alex Smith and then trade him away and move on to Trey Lance for 2022. I think that's what they want to do.
1: I mean, and that'd I think, be ideal for them because then they get out of the contract and get something for it.
0: Right, and I think if they're winning, they're going to continue to do that. I think that they're only going to go to lance if they're not winning and they need to make a change they think they're going to go to lance if it's not like last year with two and fitzpatrick where they went to they put the worst quarterback on the field that's what they did I, I hope people dolphins fans recognize this they put the worst quarterback on the field the one who had gave them less of a chance of winning and replaced the better quarterback the 49ers are not going to do that they're going to put the better quarterback on the field so as long as they think that Jimmy G is the better quarterback, they're going to stick with him. I don't, I think that Trey Lance is the better quarterback right now. I disagree with whatever they're thinking, but that's, I, I think that's where they are.
1: I think, I think it has to do with the being pot committed and not wanting to just cut a player and not get anything for him as well. It's kind of like the economics of it behind the scenes. They want to trade him next year. That's what they want to do and get value. I, I, I get it. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's going to depend what the record is. So it'll be, again, something to monitor. In season when the Lance chairs can be used, or if they can be used in 2021, but I think there's also a chance that this plays out beforehand. I think let's say I don't know. Give me a
0: hypothetical. Kirk Cousins tore his ACL tomorrow. Maybe you don't think the Vikings might pick up the phone, be like, "Oh, 49ers, I, I hear you have a quarterback that uh he, he's pretty competent. You know, would might he be available for a, second, couple, a sec, couple of second round picks?" You don't think that? So could happen? So
1: you're out on Kellen Mond then?
0: Is that what you're saying? Mond is not ready to play in an NFL game. So I'm just saying, like, if if, if that kind of emergency happened or, oh, Joe Burrow is not going to be ready to start the season. Uh, he's just not ready. He's set back. It's going to be another 10 weeks. Might the Bengals call? We need, we need a quarterback to play for 10 weeks. We'll give you a second-round pick. You might be interested. Like, I'm just saying there are situations that could come up where I think the 49ers will relent – Trade Jimmy Garoppolo before the season, and we don't, we're don't. we not discussing
1: this. We're not worrying about this. So I know we're talking about the rookies right now. So it sounds like Jimmy G still has value in your Dynasty League. I guess so. The question is, is he one of those guys that you're trying to get as a throw-in, or is he one of those guys that you just want to trade away right now?
0: No, nobody wants him. So I'd try to stick him on my team as a throw-in. Makes sense. Wants,
1: so. I mean, I understand that. I'm just curious because it sounds like you see a path to being a starter sometime in 2021 or at least the, maybe the whole season and then potentially 2022 having a job. So you could be a sneaky goodbye to kind of have at the bottom of your roster for nothing.
0: Look, if he gets a chance to start for 49ers, there's the possibility exists that he comes out and lights the world on fire. Right, that possibility exists, right? He's flashed. And then, we, we've seen him have right. good stretches. But what I'm saying is, Alex Smith got traded to another team after that, the Patrick Mahomes thing, and he had another opportunity to start. Yeah, he broke his leg, but he was the starter before that. So it's possible that Jimmy Garoppolo comes out, plays really well, and then gets another starting job. So yeah, I would.
1: He still has value. Perfect. So next guy on the list, my QB two in the class. I think yours as well. Yes, Justin Fields for the Chicago Bears. Their bye week is week ten. Their starter right now is Andy Dalton, and Nick Foles exists somewhere on that bench. Hmm. What is the QB room situation with the Bears? Uh, I think that Justin Fields is going to start week one. You think they're, to, after all this hype and all this talk and there both these quarterbacks, they're just going to go care. right to field. I mean, they traded up to get him.
0: Actually, no, I take that back. I think, I think Justin Fields is going to enter the game in quarter two of game one. Because game one is at the Rams, Aren't which is you, funny because we moved this one up. Because you said you said week three was when yeah, the field but that was, the that was before the schedule. That was before the schedule, and the game one is against the Rams. How do you think Andy Dalton is going to look at the Rams? How is that going to go? But do you really uh, want to start?
1: Think? Do you want to start your rookie quarterback against the Rams though?
0: Our, and how excited are you going to be after two quarters of Andy Dalton against the Rams? There's going to be, so many, be right. so many and, picks,
1: right? And and
0: when you're down twenty-eight nothing, might it not be time for a quarterback change? I think so. I think so. I think, so. I think it's going to be time for quarterback change almost immediately. Because Andy Dalton sucks. <laughs> That's what I think. Andy Dalton is awful. So it's going to be time for a quarterback change. And then Week Two is against
1: the Bengals, which I really like. That would definitely spike him up. That would be a great first game. I mean, for... we... I think I think Dalton could play the whole first game, and maybe Fields comes in the fourth quarter. I don't think a second half is the real outcome. I think they would. I think they would go to Foles first, and no, then Foles will fail. And going then... to Foles. No, 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 no. Foles not even going to be active for the game. They're going to
0: Foles. So, no, it, it, if you're down twenty-eight, nothing. There are 17 games in the NFL. It's not like the NBA. We have 182 or MLB. We have 162. You don't win every game. You don't win. You want to win every game. Every game is important. If you're down 28 0 and Andy Dalton has led you to failure, you know what we think. What do we think about failure on this podcast? How do we feel about failure? We don't, we don't, we don't, don't like failure. failure.
1: We don't like no, we failure don't like at failure.
0: all. Andy Dalton, we have 10 years of failure. So we, we don't like that. So we're
1: going to see him remember. I mean, I would love for them to go to fields faster because I love Allen Robinson and I love Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. Like I love oh, all listen. those that trifecta. So the faster we can get a off the field, the higher I am on those players. Listen to this though. Week three is at the Browns, a tougher game, but then week four,
0: the lions week five against the Raiders. And then the next one against the Packers, the Packers, not, not a great defense either. So uh that sounds like a good three-game stretch there so yeah oh i don't know i i so, think so of these loaded. rookie
1: quarterbacks between lance and fields we definitely think fields are going to hit, hit in the field first
0: yes because jimmy garoppolo is way better than andy dalton that's why it has nothing to do with lance versus fields it has to do with garoppolo versus dalton One and the, I, I think the schedule does play a factor in this as well i think a little it, bit but i think it's more that andy dalton is garbage and jimmy he's garoppolo hot, he's hot garbage it's not even
1: like good garbage it's yeah. like but jimmy garoppolo kind of trash.
0: jimmy garoppolo i think is actually a nfl starting caliber quarterback even though he's so boring that he probably won't keep a job whereas andy dalton i do not think is one of the best 32 quarterbacks on this earth
1: i mean i can agree with that at this point especially to see what we saw last year with him in dallas how he like killed all these great receiving weapons yeah murdered their value Whereas, so. Yeah, whereas, like, I think Jimmy
0: Garoppolo is one of the 32 best quarterbacks on this planet Earth right now.
1: He definitely would be starting for a team like the Broncos. hmm so.
0: And I'd, I think that the Steelers
1: would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo. I could see that now with Ben having a noodle for an arm. Ben is washed. 100%. So, last but not least of these rookie quarterbacks that we're going to talk about today, the last of the first rounders, we have Mac Daddy Jones for the Patriots. We talked about it a little bit when we talked about the Julio um, news and everything, but week 14 is their bye, a really late bye oh, Yeah, that's not irrelevant. That's way too So, yeah, that's one of those things that like, I wanted to bring that up, though, just kind of like, let everyone know where it's at in case they haven't looked at the schedule itself. But we're all assuming Cam Newton's a starter, right? Uh, I would be careful
0: in assuming that. Uh, just given what the reports about Mac Jones have been, they've really liked him. I, I think Cam Newton is completely washed. I, I don't understand why people – Want him? I mean, people were all about oh, he's getting up at four twenty in the morning last year. What did he? What did he accomplish with getting Sounds up? I like think he should have slept more. Well, I, I don't think he should have get shown some, up some, at all. Get some, get some I, I think that the problem was that he showed up. I, that was the issue. I think if he had just not shown up, he would have been better. I, he was so bad. Everything was bad. I mean, we had a miserable eight passing touchdowns. Eight passing touchdowns in fifteen games played. I don't want eight passing touchdowns. We have near you know, the second half of 2018 failure 2019 failure 2020 failure I don't want more failure. I already had three years of failure so I'm so out on Cam Newton I think he's just completely finished I I don't think he should start any more games. I was stunned that the Patriots resigned him
1: and I don't think they expected to get Mac Jones to fall in their lap at that point honestly the way the hype was going. I guess so but I think that they
0: need to go to Mac Jones
1: immediately. I think that
0: Mac Jones gives them a better chance to win. Than Cam Newton, I think that Cam Newton um, removes any chance that they have of winning. I don't think they're going to win very many games. Uh, They start off with the Dolphins. Uh, That's not good. That's a bad matchup. Then they do play the Jets, but next after that are the Saints and the Buccaneers. Buccaneers is not... Imagine, how's Cam Newton going to do against the Buccaneers front? How is that going to go? It's not over one at all. He's going to be like... Moving. So what,
1: yeah. No. So let's say Cam does start, though. It sounds like it's a um, pretty tough schedule there in the middle. What week do you see Mac Jones coming in? Assuming we'll just say Cam Newton starts it. What week would you be um putting your over under on for Mac Jones taking the reins? Five. After the uh, Bucks game?
0: Yeah, because then we move into the
1: Texans. (laughs) That's what we want. That is the rookie quarterback. The best thing. It's like a bye week's great, the Texans are better. No, the Texans are better. We have a college football quality
0: team. That's what we want. I think that Mac Jones played better, some better competition in the SEC than he's gonna face against the Texans. The Texans are so bad. (laughs) We want every rookie quarterback to play against the Texans. Then after the Texans, Come the Cowboys, and More then bad home games too.
1: Home game against the Cowboys, and then a home game against the Jets. Uh, this so, is what we want. This so it might behoove them to kind of maybe roll the a little bit until after that Buccaneers game, which would be a tough game because we don't want to see Mac Jones going against that front. But if you can start again, starting your career off against the Texans is yeah, prime, I mean, prime. and then spot. even
0: after that, it's the uh, the Chargers and the Panthers. I mean, the, not exactly yeah. like Murderer's Row. Yeah, uh,
1: it, it, it's, it's it's doable. Uh, I mean, the Chargers are um, yeah. are middle of the pack. Panthers are middle of the pack. Like, I wouldn't be. I'm not afraid of them. I'm not targeting them. It's kind of one of those things that we'll be they have for. a really tough stretch later where they play Bills, Colts, Bills. But I mean, at that point, you have to face those teams. They're in but your that's division. A while down the line, yeah, So if, if, if you start your game and Matt Jones has confidence, because I feel like he's one of those players that when he gets the swagger, he's better. If he's like confident, in all his abilities, you know. Yeah. So, that's. I think he needs that, but I think he also could have the flip side and be really hurt now, by if his uh, confidence is killed. If he had Julio Jones... Oh.
0: Ah, if he had Julio Jones, I think I would have a lot more confidence. I would have a lot more confidence with Julio Jones. I would be very excited for Mac Jones to to combine with Julio Jones. I still think that they're going to find a way to improve the receiving weapons on, on the Patriots somehow. I just... They cannot be satisfied with the... Failures <laughs> Nikhil Harry, uh, Nelson Aguilar, mostly failure Jacoby
1: Myers, uh, whatever he is. So, so I, have a, I have a question for you at this point, though. Oh. Before 2021 Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. What do you mean? Uh, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, he just uh, because he's gonna be starting all the games, <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, points per game, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, still, even though we think he's gonna top the stretch, run. he oh, okay. Run i was curious because like, we, we're excited about the schedule at certain points for Mac Jones, if, at least. If the question were win more
0: games, it would be a different question. I think it would be Mac Jones.
1: But oh. it's, it's the question. What well, is, is, is a better team around him. The more and more there to build to like help help out a rookie quarterback like that. i was yeah. just curious because I, I want to give the kind of spectrum of it because the way we, we're talking about these players, it seems like we're really low on Zach Wilson and really high on Mac Jones. It's just we like no, certain stretches. I'm not stretches. high on Mac
0: Jones at all. I, I actually think Mac Jones is never really going to be the fantasy quarterback that we want because he doesn't run but like, if you have him he's still gonna be very usable i mean he'll be a qb2 you need those but, but i'm not a good for excited. super flex. he's never gonna be a qb1 in his career i don't think he'd have to be kirk cousins and i just don't think he's that good you think he's worse than cousins cousins is much better than you
1: think i mean i like cousins so right, I'm not right,
0: like... Like, like, let, let's look at kirk cousins career for a second. like you you're telling me that he's just you're assuming that he's just better than someone who has multiple 4,000-yard seasons on his resume, right? I mean, Kirk Cousins, as much as we make fun of him, right? We make fun of Kirk Cousins a lot, but his career completion percentage is 67%. I mean, we're talking about a guy who has thrown 190 touchdowns versus 84 interceptions
1: in his career. Is that really so bad? So I, I like Kirk Cousins. I think he's underrated. You're right, really, preaching to the choir on this one a little right, bit Right, but what so. I'm
0: saying is like,
1: He's just very vanilla. He's You'd not exciting. You'd be thankful if Mac Jones was that guy. You'd be thankful if Mac Jones. I understand. Was I'm Mac talking Mac. the like, talent aspect coming out of college. I think Mac Jones is, better, well, Cousins is a better, slightly better pedigree. Pick. I understand. I he Wasn't yeah. a big prospect, but we've seen him play in the NFL for years. Yeah,
0: and I'd still prefer Kirk Cousins in dynasty to Mac Jones. Yeah, I agree with that. I think eh, it's tight. It's close. I, I think, think I think I think that is a lot better than you think.
1: So his fantasy numbers have been better than you think too. Uh, I, again, I, he had a great stretch last year, a phenomenal stretch last year. Um good stretches in every year. He does. He gets hot and cold, though, I and mean, we should talk about Kirk Cousins another time. So, yeah. I mean, we, can, we can go on a giant tangent on this 35 one. 35 touchdowns last year, though. 35 touchdowns. I mean, yeah, he, he again, him and, and Thielen was always catching touchdowns. He worked with Diggs. He's got Irv Justin Smith. Jefferson. He's not, he, well, Again, I was getting the, your favorite wide yeah. receiver, That's Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's all of the rookie talk for this week. I'm sure we'll have plenty more to talk about when more news comes out. But I want to get a couple of these questions in. We're gonna be spreading these mailbags out over a couple of weeks because we're running out of time a little bit here. But before we get out of here, let's hop in that mailbag. You've got mail. Here we go. Again, thank you all so much for sending these in. We're gonna spend about 10ish minutes talking about a couple of these. If we don't get your question, we will get to them next week. I promise. I've got a list or the weekend. All after. Of these coming. Yeah. Or whatever. We'll get to all of your questions. Yeah. Eventually. Starting from the top here, we got a good friend of yours, someone you were at Calvin and Hobby. Yeah. These running backs for Dynasty, we have Chase Edmonds, Mike Davis, Zach Moss, James Robinson, and Miles Gaskett. All right, That's
0: a lot of names. But first of all, I want to thank Mr. Calvin and Hobby for agreeing to put up with me forever. Uh, he and I are going to be doing a weekly live show on the DLF YouTube channel. So he's, he's going to be hosting me and uh, putting up with – up with me and my antics forever so thank you calvin um but anyway that's a lot of names so let's see let
1: me, let me go through it again ready yeah Edmonds, mike davis zach moss james robinson miles gaskin and you have a oh. show sheet too right miles gaskin is first okay
0: then james robinson
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh then mike davis um and then let's see i chase edmonds and zach moss last
1: we, we have the same order so i won't there's not much to argue about this they're one. not very close to each other though no there's definitely gaps in between these i think gaskin is the top robinson's probably near him davis is dr- down more and edmonds is i guess around the davis range and yeah. then moss is like down here so, like
0: no to me it's that's not how i have it um gaskin and robinson are way higher yeah. and then davis is kind of in the middle and then Edmonds and Moss are right next to each other. With Edmonds. Really? Okay, I didn't know yeah. you're that
1: high on Moss, or you're probably that low on Edmonds. Actually, knowing it's low on playing Edmonds, playing. I'm almost yeah. exactly where consensus is on Moss. That's what I was wondering. I'm like, I'm like, no, that's not right. It has, it's Tyler. He's low on Edmonds, but we have the same order. Again, these are guys I'm targeting anyway. So like, I'm still lower than consensus on Edmonds. You're yeah, just staying away Shomo. from all of these guys, except for Robinson, because there are some people who are so out on him that he's become a bike. He's he's, no, he's gotten good value right there. I actually been noticing that Robinson still goes above Gaskin in some drafts. I'm in one right now, and he's still ahead of it. But i, think, I really, So would I, because I think his, I, his competition is the Jared Dokes and the uh, Malcolm Browns versus yeah, <laughs> the first round capital of an Etn. That's a, that's a big difference in a, in things the battle in that backfield. I'm totally out on Edmonds though. Edmonds, I don't
0: understand, but so are you. So it's not like we, it's not like we yeah. disagree. It's, um, just, it's just like i'm higher than you on him but still lower than everybody else yeah That's i think of... we're, we're different on zach moss like i i'm fine with taking a shot on zach moss whereas i feel like you don't want him at all i don't want anybody from that backfield yeah all. whereas i'm fine with him and his value i think his his value's fair i mean i i, I just think i'd rather take a shot on someone else in that range but yeah i'm fine with i'm fine with zach moss at his value it's mike davis i don't really want i just don't i never get players like that
1: he's, he's, that he's like a like rental year, and he's one rental
0: i don't do rentals so i'm just yeah. not down into mike davis
1: so, next question here. Speaking of rentals and some contending teams at Cowpoke 2020, what should Ooh. a contending team do with Kareem Hunt?
0: He's oh, practicing
1: as this is RB4, but I think just in general, what should a contending yeah, team
0: do? Yeah. Um, okay. I, well, thank you. you. You asked me a lot of questions, Mr. Cowpoke. So, I, I appreciate you for, for all those questions. In this case, I, uh, I don't know what, how to answer this. What should a contending team do with Kareem Hunt? They should probably keep him. If you okay. hold him yeah he's, yeah he's just a straight hold yeah, yeah. Don't, what what other option is if, it? if
1: you're not a contending team you're selling him if you're a contending team, you're holding him i don't know why you would sell him you're not gonna get anything like of significance oh, back that's better question. than he's gonna produce i have a question so are you going to do 2021 rankings yeah okay when i started do them. them um i've started them i'll probably have them done in the next like two weeks or so at the okay. latest so that's interesting. So, where do you think
0: I have Kareem Hunt ranked for twenty twenty one?
1: And redraft or dynasty?
0: Well, no redraft. Like, our, I assume you always do dynasty rankings, but
1: yeah, I was wondering okay. if you're going to do separate twenty twenty one redraft. Yeah, rankings. I've, I've got to submit those to Fantasy Pros sometime for the season starts. So I've got to. I have
0: rankings for fantasy. I pros.
1: don't know. I have rankings for fantasy say, pros. You know,
0: you know what? I don't want to. I want to have my rankings, my own. Actually, it's funny because I actually use Fantasy Pros, like Cheat
1: Sheet Creator, to put my rankings. Yeah, but.
0: I, um no I, I don't want okay, so, that actually I changed my I, mind I I have, my have been a, be I've been special. one of the
1: top draft rankers the past few years even with a top 10 finish so well let me all rank against you and then we'll, we'll take yeah. you off that, wanna, but, hey, that was okay but let, let's see no, how know, number, let's I let's see how many number one, one weeks you're gonna get compared to me because I've, hey, I've got a couple hey, of those. Don't, don't
0: doubt me you never know people have doubted me many times but I, I'm no. more confident myself than doubting you that's all this that's is true yeah well i we we all know how confident I am in myself
1: okay but anyway
0: I have Kareem Hunt for 2021 uh, as running back 25. we're at 25. Okay. I have him at running back 19, I think. How? How? I, well, yeah. I just I don't see the, how that's possible.
1: What do you mean you don't see how that's possible? Well,
0: I don't see how it's possible because I'm just looking at – I have 19 running backs that I have miles and miles ahead of him. So I Miles don't see and that. miles? To... Uh, yes. Okay. I, do. I don't see how he could be running back 19. Like, I have David Montgomery as running back 19. And I just, to me, those two are not close. I'd much rather have David Montgomery. I could see how he could be running back 21, I guess. That's probably the highest I could see it.
1: Who So 21. who do you have right ahead of him while I'm pulling this up?
0: I have Mike Davis at 24. You have Mike,
1: you have to take Mike Davis over. I see, I disagree with that. I would. I,
0: well, just given the way it is now, I mean, the way you have to project, if you're projecting for 2021, 20, if you're projecting who's there now, how are you project like i just i can't project it the other way
1: so i was an idiot and didn't have my rookies in my rankings oh that that so might that, be why. that changes i'm at 19 and i forgot that i haven't updated with the rookies yet so that does drop him down a little bit there to my running back 21 so yeah i but i still have guys like like i have chris carson ahead of him i
0: have chris carson one spot ahead i do not have josh jacobs ahead of him i do so i do not oh
1: i do I, I don't want that. Josh, Josh, Josh Jacobs is still a starter. I, I'm still going to stick starter over backup. I, I I think Kareem Hunt has much higher ceiling. we we'll get the passes, I think he's better. Uh, so we saw that, that he
0: didn't have the ceiling last year. When, when Nick Chubb got injured, he didn't have the ceiling. That that's why I'm not as high on Kareem Hunt. I think as some people. So I think you have Melvin Gordon ahead of him. Uh, I do not. I have Melvin Gordon
1: behind him. Okay, I'm just curious what the range is. Oh, I Myles have Miles Gaskin.
0: Gaskin ahead of him. I have Miles Gaskin behind him. I have Travis Etienne ahead of him. I have Travis Etienne. Ahead of him. I have Travis Etienne. Uh,
1: yeah i have him ahead of him i have i'm jacobs yeah jacobs is like the big difference there yeah so anyway
0: so
1: Jacobs just, kind of curious. yeah I just, I just forgot to have my i didn't have my rookie list involved in there that's where he dropped down the two spots for me
0: but yeah I, I have him at 25 I, I think that that's about what i've seen from other people
1: i mean yeah he's a low-end um rb2 but he's still like he's like the last rb2 i want if i'm like fading an rb2 is kind of the way i'm looking at it like, yeah, you know I, I'm not afraid to start him every week. I'm not excited, but he is always he's the best handcuff in the NFL because he has standalone value. More Chuck, or less, yes. Chuck goes down. I mean, it's debatable. Him and James Robinson. Those are the but, two. Are a debatable spot right there, but yeah. All right, so we're gonna get one more in, and then I promise you the rest of another week. So let me see which one I want to do here. This is one okay. I want to talk about this one the most. Sorry if I skipped someone's question, but at McLateral FF what what are the trade values of the Bengals wide receivers and the Panthers wide receivers for Dynasty? Okay. So this is one of the ones, I know we only got a couple minutes left. Well, we have as many
0: minutes as we need. To I like to keep the
1: show around an hour if I can, well, I'll Tyler. We'll keep it as long as I feel like. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I will let's, cut let's, some let's stuff out if I need to, Tyler. Let's go. You, you can you can cut out and uh,
0: most of the useless stuff uh, that I've <laughs> interrupted with. Oh, I always show. do, buddy. I, I know do. you do. But leave that in. Anyway, uh, Bengals and Panthers receivers, which one? So, you we're t-
1: so, we're, so we're talking about the Bengals. Of course, we have Jamar Chase. We're going to have T Higgins, Tyler Boyd that we can't not talk about every week. And uh, then on the other side of it, we have DJ Moore. We have Robbie Anderson. And we're talking about Terrace Marshall. That's who the yeah. six are. Let's rank them first. That's okay. probably, probably the easiest way to do it and then go over them. I feel like the ranking is easy though. I agree. But I, also, I feel like it's important for this kind of exercise. So we have Chase first. Yes. Then we have DJ Moore. Yep. Uh, then we have T Higgins. Yep. This is where it gets interesting for both of us. So who's your four? Oh, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. That's Okay. I was, I was wondering if you had Tyler Boyd lower. Okay. Because we always have this conversation. Tyler Boyd's my four. And then I have Terrace Marshall. and then Robert Yeah, Marshall. One. So we have the same six in a row. The same exact order. Cool. Cool. Makes it easy sometimes when that happens. So what yeah. are you giving up for Jamar Chase? What uh, whatever it takes. I he have is Jamar worth Chase every, every at money. my dynasty wide receiver eight. Yeah, I have him, I think I have him at nine. So nothing, nothing too. So, so you, whatever it takes. So he's one of those guys you buy. He's a cornerstone you build around him. Let's move on to the next one, DJ Moore. I'm kind of souring on DJ Moore. Is that the Sam
0: Darnold effect? No, it's just the. I did my 2021 rankings. Didn't like where he came out. Effect.
1: Okay. So, I did not. But uh, I was what, what, way lower on him than I thought I would be. What's his trade value then? That's that's what the question is. So well, we, right we, now we know, I have, we know Jamar Chase is everything. What's DJ Moore is the next step down. Well, what's his trade value? I
0: mean, I have him as Dynasty Wide Receiver 13. So which is still
1: pretty high. That's still a decent high right there. But I think before this you had him in the top 10.
0: Yeah, not anymore. I, yeah. I did my 2021 rankings and he came out at wide receiver 21
1: is there what's the reason for that again
0: just where he came out i there's no there's no reason yeah. it's more i i liked other guys more i have robert woods cooper cup mike evans kenny galladay all ahead for 2021 if dj moore came out at wide receiver 21 in my 2021 rankings having him at wide receiver 10 in dynasty is not he's only he's 24 but like it's starting to seem a little silly so i, I had to move him down
1: so are you taking a first for him right now in Superflex? Uh, no. A first and a second. Um, I mean, probably not. So we would take two firsts? Oh, I'd take two firsts. So, okay. so I'm just trying to find that line that we have right there. So we're saying two 2022 or 2022 and 2023 first, and you would trade. I'd, I'd take that and just move on. Yep. So that's kind of the trade value we're looking at right there. I agree. I, I think that's enough of over the edge that I'll take it. Because the second, I'm like, okay, cool, your team gets better, and now I have a worse second. To to give an idea from like this, also from this rookie class, I'd prefer
0: to have Zach Wilson and Travis Etienne over DJ
1: Moore. Yeah, I'm in the same boat on that, I think. But I would prefer to have DJ Moore
0: over Javante Williams.
1: Correct. So move on to the next one, T. Higgins. Okay. Interesting one. Was the hype before, and then Chase came in, hurts his value a little bit. What is Higgins trade value currently? So I have Higgins as dynasty wide receiver 17. You're still on pretty high. Yes. So is I probably it, think he's a buy. So you you think just what his value? Is. So what what is his um, trade value right now? You think him, what would you pay for him? I would pay, I mean,
0: so in Superflex, I have Javante Williams as the ninth rookie in Superflex tight end premium. And I have him and T Higgins as having identical value.
1: So if you have like the one ten right now, you would just trade the one ten straight up for I, That T. is correct. I'd rather have. I would rather but, have than Devonta Higgins. Smith and then. I would rather have
0: T. Higgins than the non chase
1: wide receivers in this class. Yes. Okay, but that's correct. So that's what the line we have there around the one ten in rookie drafts this year. or That Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle range of um, wide yeah, receivers. Yeah, I'm pretty in on T. Higgins. I, I like T. Higgins a lot too. Again, he was he was one of my top wide receivers last year. He just took a hit with Chase going there. So moving on to the next one. Tyler Board. This is a severe drop. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Tyler Board. So you're out on him, but if you have him, what are you taking for him? Uh what are you offering me? What am I offering you? Okay, so we'll play the offer game. Um a twenty twenty two second and third. You're not getting, you're not getting a first for No.
0: Twenty twenty
1: two second and third. Uh nah. Yeah. Two seconds I'll, essentially I'll, I'll take it. So two se- so that's the line right there. So it's yeah. two seconds. I'll take it. And he's off your team. Yep. I think I think he's one of those guys I couldn't sell. Like I don't disagree that's his value, but I think he's gonna outperform that value. I'd rather have him on my team. I don't care.
0: I don't care if he's gonna outperform the value. I'll take the value anyway. I'd rather have the value and turn the value into something I actually want. I'd rather have points right now
1: and then. I don't care about that. Later.
0: I can turn the value into something I want that'll also score points. That that's the that's a dirty little secret people don't ever want to admit. You don't so. People always tell me, oh, you hate this player. And I'm like, there are 200 players. I don't have to have that guy. I could have other players that I like. Like, There's going to be probably 30 to 40 players in the player pool that I'll just never have. But that's okay. I can cross off 30 to 40 players and still have 170 to 180 to choose from. That's what I'm saying. So I'm I'm never going to have Tyler Boyd. And I'm fine just getting rid of him, and I'll convert those seconds into something I actually want that may also
1: score points. I mean that's fair. I just I think he's one of those guys that I like having on my roster more than two yeah, seconds. Yeah, I,
0: I don't I don't like him, so I'll I'll trade him and get something I do like.
1: Yep. Again, let's not get into Tyler Boyd. I feel like we always get in this conversation of the Boyd range of everything. So moving on to Terrace Marshall. I think Terrace Marshall is incredibly overvalued in rookie drafts. He's going early second right now i super I'm Not interested at all. So you think he's so you would be selling him right now? So let's say a second and third for next year. I'll take it. So I, I think I'm in agreement on that one. I think it's going to take longer than people think. I think his draft capital wasn't what we wanted, and I think the injuries are still there. So I think I would be looking at that. Yeah, I have no interest in Terrace Marshall, really.
0: I'd rather have Kadarius Tony.
1: That's interesting to say that it's a draft capital alone, basically.
0: Oh, it's not that interesting. I mean, I've said that since the draft. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm it say, I, I,
1: compared to what everyone thinks, what everyone is drafting, I, I've, oh, seen I've, Terrence, I've seen Terrace Marshall go as high as the, I think, 110 well, a lot and of people think things, but when does that ever change my mind? Oh, I think we're in agreement of his of his price being a little bit overvalued. Yeah, it's, it's, little it's over-valued. Like, I, I would 100%. definitely take like the Elijah Moores, the Rondell Moore, the Batemans, all over them, and, it, and yeah, he's going lucky, in that
0: same like Bateman, I'd had much give me Bateman over uh, Terrace yeah. Marshall. Terrence Marshall has the same problem. He's stuck with a quarterback I don't like. With even worse, in, in this case, he has Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore locked in in front of him. I have no, thank you on Terrace Marshall.
1: I I'm so out. And the last piece of the puzzle, Robbie Anderson, if I offered you a second, would you take it? Yes. Okay, so that's a lot. I figured that would be uh, yeah, like exactly yeah, I, what it, I have
0: no interest in, in Robbie Anderson at all. It If
1: you offered me a couple of thirds, I might take it. Oh, wow. You're really out on Robbie. I'm after, very out After a great yeah. season last year... Is it, uh, it
0: really that great?
1: I mean, he he did well. He did better than expected. And just because so. he did better last year means it's going to be good this year? I'm not I, I don't like Robbie Anderson. I'm just saying I'm so out, it's interesting man. to say that you will just take a second and be done with him. They liked him so much. Why'd they take Terrace Marshall in the draft? I mean, I think I think he's just literally on his way out as well. So I think we're in the same danger. I, I, w- I mean, I would be pushing for like a second and something else, but like I would if if push came to shove, I'd take a second.
0: You know what the Panthers are? The Panthers are a slightly dip, like a slightly different version of the Washington football team. You want Christian McCaffrey, just like you want Antonio Gibson. You want DJ Moore, just like you want Terry McLaurin, and everyone else kinda it,
1: it's funny because the coaching staff oh uh,
0: yeah, that's why it. I brought so up that analogy the whole team, yeah. is because you know they did a lot of mixing on those coaching staffs, but I, I just think that you're not gonna want these other these other players. The only difference between the two teams is here. Christian McCaffrey is much more intriguing. I love Christian McCaffrey, which means that DJ Moore comes in as a back-end wide receiver two instead of a wide receiver one like Terry
1: McLaurin. No, I totally agree with that one, And I'm, I'm glad you finally moved McLaurin ahead of DJ Moore. It makes my heart very happy because I am a Terry McLaurin truther. I don't I think I'm a Terry McLaurin truther. I know you're not. That's what we've had. We've had this conversation before where you've had DJ Moore ahead of him, and you asked me why I had Terry McLaurin above him, and you gave me well, a list of reasons. I
0: mean, part of the reason I moved DJ Moore down was because they drafted Terrace Marshall. Like, we, it's hard to predict what happens in the draft. You saw that with Chase Edmonds. Were we right about that? No. You saw that with Miles Gaskin. Were we right about that? No. So, yeah. like, it, it's hard to—Mike Davis, same thing. So, it's, predicting what happens in the draft is hard. That's why it's hard to make pricing adjustments on projected draft picks, because we're so bad at predicting whether that's going to happen or not.
1: Yeah, that NFL is really random sometimes. but Yeah, well,
0: it's just nobody has a good record of that. Nobody. There's no person who does. Anyone who tells you they does are liars. Liars. They just only po- point to the good ones. They point to when they were right and forget about when they were wrong. But nobody has a good record of predicting what NFL teams will actually do in the draft. There is no person who is that good at that. There just isn't. That person does not exist. You know, there's a lot of variability there, and that's just something to be aware of every year in Dynasty. Don't, don't listen to people who claim to have a crystal ball about what NFL teams are going to do in the draft. If if they did, believe me, they wouldn't be giving you advice. They'd be really, really rich and they wouldn't
1: be wasting their time, giving fans to apologize. That sounds like a good way to close the show is Tyler's mini rant there about going on with that one. And I I just want to say, before we get out of here, thank you all so much for sending those questions. I promise we will get to all of them sometime with all of our shows. I just don't want this to be a two-hour-long podcast, and I don't think you want to listen to us for two hours in a row. Maybe you do, and if you do, let us know. We'll definitely be fine recording more, and I promise you that. But, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.